Thank you, God. Death couldn't hold him down. He is the risen king. It says hallelujah. Praise God. The highest praise that we can give to God. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand praise today. He's worthy. He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I heard somebody say, when I just think about the goodness of my Jesus and all that he has done for me, oh, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for making ways out of no way for me, God. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for feeding me. Thank you for clothing me. Thank you, Lord, for a right mind today. Oh, we bless the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Listen. Listen, yours truly is overwhelmed. That's number one. I'm just going to tell you. So if I fall out out here, y'all just go keep on praising the Lord. He'll be back around. (laughs) Praise God. God has been so good. He is so good. And he will always be good. I don't care what the situation looks like. He is God all by himself. And he loves us with an everlasting love. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, God. So we bless God today. Thank God for our faith life family as sisters and brother. Praise the Lord. Faith life. Wave in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Sister Corliss, Brother Gary. And, and Corliss to have a 17 years after heart transplant and you yet praising God and yet looking beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Brother Gary and Sister Debbie and Maggie, all the way from Arizona, praise the Lord. Now, now you know, you know that Sister Debbie's in trouble. I just happened to call the other day. I was thinking about him, and I said, "Where you? At? We're going to Flagstaff." She ain't said nothing about coming down this way. <laughs> but, but praise the Lord, my sister here from Oklahoma. Praise the Lord, all of my, all of the friends. You know, Sister Carol in the back, Mama Sonia, Sister Bessie, praise the Lord. Let's just get the Lord a hand pray. Listen. Amen, amen. I, I tell you, God is good. He has blessed us. As Sandy said earlier, and I won't be redundant, but the Lord blessed us when we, you know, you know, it's something about when you get to the end of your rope. I don't care where that rope is at or how long, how short it is, but you got up, you get to a point where you don't know what else to do. But you know what I found out? God, God is saying, I got this. He, he, he's saying, you just move out of the way and I'll do the rest. We, we had called a number that was associated with this building, which we didn't even know this building was here down the street. And it was raining one day and the real estate man was so short and by and by, Put that aside, then for months we looking for buildings. And all you heard the story, all the turndowns. And and then the Holy Spirit said, Sandy and I, we went and played nine holes of golf one morning. Oh. Then we left there, we went to Country Folks Kitchen for lunch. Now, Pastor Gwen, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord said, call that number. Amen. I said, that's the number that the man gave us the rush job and didn't even talk to me. I say, Sandy, you call him. <laughs> and you know the Lord got in the midst of all of that. The owner of this building loves Jesus. 
there's a minister, a church on the back side of this building, a booming, bustling, growing, beautiful fellowship on the other side. On 6th Street, there's two other uh, churches over there, and down the hill over here is another church over there. I told one of the brothers at the other church, I said, this is the gospel hill. <laughs> he, he, he said, I like that. Praise the Lord. See, I don't care what the world is doing. God is doing some great things today. Has, is he great in your life? You know, is he keep, does he keep on doing great things for you? Things that you cannot even imagine? How did I get to this? Just Pastor Gwen is here from Las Vegas via uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Praise, raise, raise your hand, Pastor Gwen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, and, and my daughter is here from Maryland. They in there somewhere. My two little grandbabies, you know. And, and listen, yours truly, 70 tomorrow. I don't know if I can handle this today. So I'm going to have to get through this message. I'm going to do all I can to get through this message today, but my heart is overwhelmed. And as Psalm 61 says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Wow. Have you ever had to go to the rock? Have you ever had to go to that rock that never gives way? You, you ever been in a place where you look to the left and there's no help? You look to the right, you know, there's no help. It seems like nobody knows, no one understands. And, and then you gather yourself and say, I can go to God in prayer. I can call upon the name of Jesus. I can call upon the one, on the name of the one who saved me, who delivered me. Do you remember the day before salvation? You know, I, I believe there's some saved folks in the house. <laughs> Do you remember where you were the day before you said, Jesus, come into my life? Some of us came from dark places. Oh, God. Some of us came from hard places. But God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's good to have a track record. It's good to have people who know where you've come from. And that you're still standing after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40, still saying, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. He delivered me in the midst of all the chaos that we're dealing with in this world. Amen. We can go to the rock. And that's Christ Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, for these next few moments, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, just speak to our hearts and our minds through your word. God, we humble ourselves before you. We worship and adore you. And we thank you, Lord. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't praise you enough. But with the one we have, we're going to bless your name, God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, I want to talk to you today just for a couple of few minutes here. And it sounds like a play on word. It's probably up there. Encouraged mm, to take courage. Encouraged to take courage. You, you know, anybody here need a little encouragement sometime? Now, I know, I know you may be holy and on top of the mountain all the time. But every now and then, you need some encouragement. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't go around looking for an attaboy, you know. But sometime... You need some courage. You know, and, and, and see, you, do you know it's not really easy sometimes being saved? 
Because your natural man won't act one way, but the Spirit of God said not so. Even when we were dealing with the city of Narco, and Gary and them used to live in Narco, so they know. And, and the lady was asking all kind of questions. I'm him haunting around like, ah, amen. Yeah, we wondering what we should or should not say. No, look, tell it like it T.I. is. And the lady got quiet and said, we'll, we'll check back with you. About a day or two later, Sandy said, I'm going down there. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> because I had got to the point where one time uh, I couldn't sleep. Hey, brother, Elder Joe and Mama Teresa. Oh, man. All right. Hello. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I'm thinking about the saints. I'm thinking about the church. I'm thinking about things we need to do. I'm thinking about what if, what, what, and all of this. And the spirit of God just began to talk to me and to calm me. You know, we, 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 we're in a natural body and we have natural inclinations. But thank God for the spirit of God. And God has a way of coming in and encouraging our hearts. And we're going to see that in God's word on today. What, what, what is courage? Uh, uh, to be strong, alert, brave, stout, bold, solid, hard, and, and, and be able to take a stand. You know, we're, we're living in a time today where there's a lot of discouragement. You know, my daughter, thank God, she, she'd about preach the message anyway, so I, I'm going to be real quick. You know, but, but we, we COVID for two and a half years. Whoever would have thought we would go into the bank with a mask on? Hello. <laughs> Walk up to the teller and say, I need some money. <laughs> and now it's all right. <laughs> you know, it, you know, we, we the, the, the war in Ukraine, you know, the gas price at the pump. You know, you name it, don't claim it. <laughs> but it, it's so much that's going on. We need some courage today. See, and it takes courage not to be discouraged. See, so, so, so you, you know, the old song say, you make sure that your anchor holds and grips a solid rock. Uh, that rock is Jesus. You know, discouragement, uh, to be discouraged is, is typically being discouraged starts with a tough situation. Have anybody ever been in a tough situation? Oh, yeah. Huh? You know, somebody say more than once <laughs> or twice. Tough situation. Uh, uh, been in a tough situation that a person cannot find a way out. But you remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, have you ever been to the end of your road, the the bottom of the road? Remember that. Remember that little that little sign that say, "Hang in there, baby." Showed the little cat hanging on to the. <laughs> See, and and what it, what what it say? Paul said, "And after you've done all to stand or to hang on, stand some more, hang on some more. Hey, don't give up. Help is on the way." See, I, I heard it said that God may not come when you want Him, but He's always on time. He's never late. He had, he's never been late and he never will be late. And we're living in the latter part of time and we need to hold on to God like never before. And some stuff don't even matter that people are tripping over today. But there's some things that really matter. There's some things that really matter. 
Typically being discouraged starts with a tough situation that a person cannot find a way out of. Of course, you if you were already depressed, this is more likely to result in a downward spiral. Listen, sometimes people don't believe that saints can get depressed. Depression can come up on you if you're not careful. See, that's why Jesus said man should always pray and not faint. He said walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, see, God has given us what we need to do, but we need to do it in order for us to stand in these last and evil days. So I just want to encourage you today to take courage. And when I have precedence for us in scripture, I mean, hit about three or four places and we're going to shut it down. But the Lord took me to Joshua chapter one. Mm. The one who stood in, took over. For Moses. Uh, Moses was Joshua's mentor. Joshua's name means salvation. The God of salvation is our God. And in the first chapter, in the first, I'm going to look at the first and second verse and then jump down to five through nine uh, for our text today. Uh, It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. That tells us something right there. Moses was a servant of the Lord. Any servants of the Lord in here? How many of you know that God is no respecter of person? Do we understand today that we ain't no different than Moses? Moses was no different than us? That, that, that Moses was a man just like a, a, a human being, just like we are, who loved and trusted God. After the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, That was his daddy's name. Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. See, sometimes we got got our eyes focused on people more than we have our eyes focused on God. Just as sure as we're living, we're going to have to die. But but how are we living, I think, is the thing. So get this. Moses, my God, can you imagine? God is speaking. Moses, my servant, is dead. Okay, so, you know, he he gone. He says, so, now, therefore, arise, Joshua. Go over this Jordan, you and all these millions of people, that's called the children of Israel, to the land which I am giving to them, what God, Pastor Gwen, had already promised them, even through Abraham, of what he was going to do. And he said, the children of Israel. Now, let me jump down. Verse 5. See, this is encouraging. Now, this this is coming from on high. Have God ever encouraged you? Have you ever been weak? Have you ever been lived in a time, a place of uncertainty? Have you ever been in a place where you don't know which way to turn? He said, God says, no man shall be able to stand before you. I'm just going to let the word preach today, all right? No man should be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Can I borrow? Amen. I'll pay you back after a while. Listen to this. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land 
which God is saying, which God said, I swore to their fathers to give them. How many know that God keeps his word? I've tried to keep my word sometime and, and sometime I come up short. May I be there at 8 o'clock with bells on. 8 o'clock come, I ain't there, ain't no bells ringing. It ain't that I planned it like that, but things come up for me, but nothing comes up for God. You know, he, he, so he said, be strong and good courage. In verse 7, he said, listen, and, and see, when God, Pastor Jones, says something more than once, I think he wants us to get something. Verse 7 says, only be strong and very courageous. See, first it was be, take courage. Now it's be strong and very courageous. And see, you, you don't need courage if you're not facing nothing. But, but when, 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 when trouble come your way, you need some courage today. He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. It's something we have to do. I believe we need to keep God's word before us. He said, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The first is pivoted on the last. That we, we, we need to be saturated and, 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 and locked in to the word of God and to God himself and into prayer and fasting and trusting God. That's who we are. We're no longer our own. We've been bought with a price. He said, verse 8, this book of the law, and, and for us today, this word of God, this Bible with these 66 books in it, 66 love letters. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, listen to this, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Hello now. Now it's a commandment. Now ha have I not commanded you to be strong? It, it, this ain't something that you can whip up of your own. See, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Listen to this one. This is going to help us to have courage. Do not be afraid. Amen. And when God speaks to us and say, don't be afraid, we don't have to fear. Yeah, amen. It, it says, nor be dismayed. Remember, remember the, uh, when the women came to the tomb uh, and, and, and looking for Jesus' body and the angel say, it popped up on the scene. He said, fear not. And sometimes we, we say, oh, yeah, I, I'd been, a, no. If you saw an angel, you'd break out of here running. <laughs> Unless he says, fear not. He said, fear not. It's a, it's a supernatural fear not that will bring peace to us. God brings peace to our hearts. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, bewildered, disillusioned, frustrated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. <laughs> wow. Now get this. So, so we, we see here in Joshua, we see God... Encouraging him 
to take the children over to the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 3, and I just read verse 28. See, Moses had some issues because the children of Israel was wearing him out. His nerves were shot. <laughs> you know, every time say God say go forward, they say we gonna go the other way. We we gonna go back to Egypt. You brought us out into this wilderness to kill us, and and where we gonna get water from? Where we gonna get food from? And God would use and work miraculous miracles in their life to feed them and to give them water. And as soon as they got full, they start complaining again. Sound familiar? Sometimes we do that too. You know, oh, woe is me. B.B. King, you say, nobody loved me but my mama. And she could be jiving too. You know, <laughs> hello. God loves me. All right, let me get back where I was. So, so Moses had got up to here, Sister Patricia, with the children of Israel. Him and Aaron, they, they were just wore, wore out. Because at one time they say, God, your people. God said, no, them your people. You know, so, so, so they begin to complain. And they, and, and they say, where are we going to get some water? Moses, the man of God, turned to the Lord, and God said, go and speak to the rock. Yeah. And water's going to come out the rock, and the people going to have all the water they need to drink. So Moses, with his brother, his right-hand man, remember the mouthpiece for him. They was, again, they were fed up to hear. You know what they said? They said, do we have to get Water for y'all now too. And they hit the rock. And God said, I said, speak to the rock. Right, Sister Dorothy, before my people. Oh God, Sister Dorothy, God bless you, babe. We've been praying for you. Take courage. I'm encouraging you to take courage. God not through. <laughs> and so, so God told Moses... You're going to see the promised land, but you're not going over there. See, it's a a thing that we don't need to do is misrepresent God to anyone. We want to represent God properly. So verse 28 of Deuteronomy 3, but listen what God told, told Moses. See, Moses understood that when God said it, says it, he means it. If God said you're going to die and not live, you may well go on and start digging a hole because you you out. But listen, what we saw in Joshua how God encouraged Joshua. Listen to this. But command Joshua. I'm talking about encourage to take courage. But command Joshua. God is talking to Moses before he's going to... Command Joshua. Remember, God commanded Joshua. God is telling Moses to command Joshua. But command Joshua and encourage him. That's, that's all I'm trying to say today. We, 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 need to, we need some courage. We need to encourage one another. And we need to be encouraged. He said, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. If you see your brother or sister weak, you need to strengthen them. You, you need to help. Pull them up and, and, and let them know that I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, sister. 
he said, listen to this, he said, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. So God, he encouraged Joshua, he commanded Moses to encourage Joshua. I think by this time Joshua's understanding, you know what? Shoes. I, I can do this with the help of the Lord. I can make it with God on my side. He's commanded me to take courage. And if he commanded me to take courage, let me see. And he's never lost a battle. And, and he, he's always a winner. So then all I got to do is obey him and do what he said for me to do. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. Long story, just take you there fast. David and all of his troop was out to battle and the enemy came in and ransacked the camp took get this took their wives and children and the men said wait a minute they took our wives and, and all of our stuff they come back from battle and everything is gone and all of the people now because you know you know where the buck stopped <laughs> whoever's in charge is where the buck stopped and so all the David's troops they looking at him they talking about killing him now the enemy that came and took everything <laughs> and they look at him we gonna kill you listen to this one verse now David was greatly distressed you think <laughs> you've been in the military all your, all your troops they, now they gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> he said now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters listen to this but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God some translations say David encouraged himself I hope y'all still with me. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you, you don't seem like nobody understands what you're going through, but you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. In the Lord, see? You know, we got, you know what helps me out? It's when I think about what he's already done for me. Where he's already brought me from. When I flipped over a car three times, drunk out of my mind back in the day, and, and the sunroof was open, and no seatbelt on, and didn't get a scratch, I can look back and say, God, that was you. Mm. Thank you, God. Just think about what he's already done. And guess what? You ain't seen nothing yet. The Bible says, I haven't seen, eyes haven't seen. Ears haven't heard and neither have it into the hearts of men the great things, the good things that God have in store for those who love him. And the question has to be, do you love him today? Like they say, I can't hear you. No. Well, one more place of encouragement. Uh, Mark 16, verse 6 and 7. Again, we just come out of Easter. We pretty much understand the Easter story. Jesus was crucified, died, buried, and rose on the third day. Peter denied the Lord. Jesus had told him before the rooster crow three times. You're going to, you're going to, 
before the rooster crow, you're going to deny me three times. He said, I'll never deny you. I'm Pete, <laughs> you know. I got this. You ever said that? I got this. I ain't got nothing. And, and, and so, but when he was uh, uh, confronted three different times, he said, Jesus who? Uh, I don't know him. Then he started cussing. I'm telling you, I ain't going there. I don't know him. Right? And the rooster, cock-a-doodle-doo. And can you imagine how Peter felt? Because he loved Jesus. He meant what he said. He meant what he said. But he didn't have what it took to fulfill what he said. See, he he wasn't empowered by the Holy Spirit at that time. And so he had real good intentions. And he was devastated. Jesus said I was going to do this. I didn't want to do this. But I was afraid for my life. I didn't, I didn't, you know, my life wasn't worth 10 cents. I didn't know what I was going to do. He, you know, he, have you ever blown it? You know. <laughs> have you ever come up short? So Peter was jacked up. He was broken. Let me get read the scripture. So the angels, the angels said to the women, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth. That wasn't no question. The angel knew exactly why they were there. You are seeking Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, who was crucified. He is risen he is not here. Like they say, can't no grave hold his body down. See the place where they laid him? Look, sisters, check it out. That's where he was laid. But listen, then, here's my point. But go tell his disciples, listen to this close, and Peter. Go tell his disciples and Harold. Go tell his disciples in Carolina. Because God knows where we are. He knows when we're broken. He knows when we need a touch from him. He knew that Peter was toe up from the floor up. And he said, go tell my, the angel said, listen, you go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you in the Galilee and there you will see him. I believe somebody took courage because Jesus now is risen. Mm. And have shown himself mighty. I remember the last part of Martin Luther King's mountaintop speech. Wow. You know, tomorrow is not promised to none of us. I hope, we hope it is. <laughs> we, we, you know, we hope to wake up in the morning and have some java. Decaf. No, I'm just... You know. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but... I want to encourage you to take courage. Martin Luther King is a man who took courage against all odds. Was was doing the will of God that was hated by so many people. 
trying to lead a different type of people to a different type of promised land, the man was not just a civil rights person. He was a man of God. He was a preacher. And God has a way of showing his people. And you don't have to have a title of anything, but, but, but I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. See, and God will speak to you. He will speak to us. He will lead us. He will guide us into all truth and righteousness. And he will let, guess what? He'll let us know when it's time to leave here. How many of us have had seen loved ones who love Jesus on their bed, on their deathbed of affliction, and they ain't mad? They not throwing the bedpans at the doctors? They not shaking their fists? Most of them said, quit praying for me. I'm ready to go home. That's that. Remember my our grandmother. She said, "Will y'all please quit praying for me?" They so backwards down in Oklahoma. We went to see her in the hospital. She was still living. I'm telling you, church. And they had the gurney with the body bag in the room. And we got in there, Sister Gwen, and we started singing Zion songs. All the cousins down there in Oklahoma. And we start praising the Lord in that hospital room. And two days later, me and Annie was on our way to KFC, taking her back home. <laughs> Don't tell me what God can't do now. Can I get a witness? See, so, so, so Martin Luther King say he said we we've got some difficult days ahead. Do we have some difficult days ahead today? Are we living in unprecedented times? Are we seeing things that we've never seen before? He said, we've got some difficult days ahead. And, and, and he said, he said uh, you know, because he was there for the sanitation workers and, and standing for them and, and as they were striking. But, but one thing the man said, but it really don't matter now. It, it, it really don't matter now. You would get to a point in life where something, it just don't matter anymore. We live in a time where families are broken. Relationships are jacked up. People are angry and frustrated and all the time. But Martin Luther King, he, he no doubt the Holy Ghost has spoke to him and said, man, it's time to leave this old world. He's saying it's time to come on up a little bit higher. He, he said, but it really doesn't matter now. He said, because I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. He said, I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will go to the promised land together. Saints of God in 2022, we as a people, we, 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 we've seen the mountaintop. We've been to the mountain. We've seen Jesus sitting on the right hand of the throne of God. We know that our names is written down in the Lamb's book of life. So take courage today. Whatever God is speaking to you, it's time for you to do it. If you've been sitting on the sideline, it's time for you to get off the sideline and get busy for God. If you've been walking around in a state of fear, God said, I'm commanding you to take courage. To trust me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Proverbs 13 and 12 say, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Like, like they say, chew on that. Selah. <laughs> you know, you can live 
for a few days. 